You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, entering its 27th year and found at hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle reef for radio worn at an undisclosed location deep within the rumbling bowels of underground Seattle, my goal is to spread the green flame of 420 truth in 30-minute increments. Today's guest on Hempresent is Ophelia Chong of Asian Americans for Cannabis Education and more, who will join me shortly. Eighty years ago, on October 2, 1937, House Bill 6385, the Marijuana Tax Act, was enacted into law. That started an American nightmare that would employ racism and yellow journalism to promulgate a shameful and senseless policy that has resulted in generations of Americans being subjugated, relegated, and stereotyped, costing freedom and lives. May its lifespan be shorter than that last sentence. Prohibition, we sentence you to death by activism and industry. Now take the prisoner away. I wish it were as easy as that last sentence sounds, but I believe that it's safe to predict that because of the collective acts of courage and conscious action that an entire global community of advocates activists, entrepreneurs, and now investors engaging in economic activism, wittingly or unwittingly, have accomplished, we are living in the end period of this shameful American policy. Without the extreme complicity of America's mainstream media in first perpetrating 
and then perpetuating lies and propaganda, the machinations of prohibition would never have been possible. That's one of the reasons I'm so proud to play a role here at Cannabis Radio. Racism and racist stereotypes has been a fuel that prohibition's engines has run on, and in the process left a wake of millions of victims, the vast majority of them innocent of any actual crimes against society or humanity, as those who have been incarcerated and their family members, especially the children, are mostly the only victims involved. The process of dehumanization necessary to market the terrible injustices that have been meted out can only be countered by humanizing the targets of prohibition, by telling the actual stories of those involved in the cannabis culture, industry, and reform movement. I believe that this is how we fight the unbridled racism, the moldy old cultural associations that have been employed, and the state-sanctioned disinformation that has been everything prohibition. That's also why I'm so excited about my guest today. Ophelia Chong is the co-founder of Asian Americans for Cannabis Education, along with Tiffany Wu and Monica Lowe. Asian Americans for Cannabis Education, or AACE, connects and empowers Asian communities to educate the public on cannabis issues, news, and policy affecting Asians worldwide. From her advocacy work, Ophelia launched Stockpot Images to effect a visual revolution. And at Push Mag, a cannabis lifestyle magazine run by women that engages and inspires open conversation, Ophelia serves as creative consultant. And no, she has no relation to Tommy Chong. Welcome, <laughs> Ophelia, to Cannabis Radio. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's quite the honor to be on your show and to, be a, to have been at Hemp Fest as well. This is a double, this is a double, double honor whammy. for me this year. Yes. Double, double whammy honor for me. <laughs> and, and it was an honor to meet you as well and, and see all new and old friends up at HempFest in Seattle. It was an amazing weekend. I, I basked in the community love up there and just loved it. Well, thanks for the plug, and, and thanks you know, for being a part of it. You did a great job. It was so awesome. I've, I've known about you for a while. It was so cool to meet you, and, and great to have you on the show. Now, now you're a co-founder of Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. I believe you came to the movement a relatively short time ago. How, how and when did you get, first get your cannabis education? How were you first exposed to the plant and its wonders, Ophelia? Well, uh, being Asian American and but originally Canadian, uh, I've had experience with with uh, cannabis in high school, right? Where you ha- we got this weed that was you separated the stems, the leaves, and the seeds, and you finally got something. Um, and that was way back. Uh, and, and not until 2015 did I get reintroduced it again. Uh, even considering that it hasn't medical marijuana use here since 1996, 2015 was my first huge jump back into it. And how it happened was in January, uh, a very close relative of mine has an autoimmune disease. And so it's a wasting one and uh, she's down to about 85 pounds. So I was looking at her while she was trying some cannabis edibles, right? She was just maybe hoping it would help her. And as watching her eat it, I thought, oh my God, she's a stoner. And then at that moment, it hit me right in the heart as though someone just stabbed me. And I thought, why am I calling her that, right? Why did I say that about her? I love her. And I've been in, in the photography and creative industry for about uh, 25 years as a creative director, uh, art director, photographer. And so I, I walked over to my computer and typed in into Getty Images, which is a billion-dollar company. It's 
it's stock photography. So I, I typed in weed and pot, right? And the images that came up were of, of people being arrested, um, African-Americans, Latinos, and of course your generic white guy with a Rasta hat. But what was really upsetting was I was looking at the keywords and keywords is how you search for images. And the keywords were this, addict, illegal, convict, um, stoner, um, user, all these words to describe a whole community and my relative as something that was derogatory and bad. And from that moment on January 8th, 2015, I launched, I, I said, I'm going to change this. And I launched stockpot images within a month. I had my LLC within six months. I had my trademark, which went back and forth again because they kept saying it's cannabis. And I said, so it was a long argument, but anyhow, I have my trademark. I launched on 420, 2015 with about 23 photographers and just under 3000 images. Uh, now I'm up to over 240 photographers and over 20,000 images. And I'm partnered now with Adobe. Um, wow. and the mission is my mission because of that, the, the, the love of, for that relative was to change how I perceived cannabis. Right. And so now I feature only real people using, uh, cannabis, everything from two year olds running through a field to 90 year olds in their backyard gardens, growing their own, uh, weed from seed to sale every I have the largest library strains in the world as well. So I'm treating this as also as an archival library where we can keep these images for, for the future, right? Like a, like a similar to a seed bank where it's an image bank. Uh, we're in the black and I'm going to keep continuing to do this, to archive our history. Cause I have images from Kona in 76, um, drug planes that are in the water in the Bahamas, um, to, to people, to black, white, yellow, brown, veterans, everything. And so that is my mission now to really change how we view cannabis. And the best way to do that is through images, because as you know, I can describe an image to you and you know what that was, uh, a young naked Vietnamese girl running through a field, napalm, right? Um, the victory kiss, um, Frank Capra's image of a soldier during Spanish war being shot. These images changed our opinions of war, right? Or, uh, or images that change our opinions of anything. Uh, Colin kneeling on one knee, right? These images are what we see as a universal language where I don't, we don't have to speak the language. I can show you a photo and hopefully open up a conversation with you to change your opinion or to, to listen to each other. And so that is what on, not on grand scale, but that's what stockpot images is for. You and your organization has accomplished so much in such a short time frame. Why is it important to educate Asian Americans about cannabis in your opinion? And what kind of reaction have you had from your community in the media? Well, in, uh, as you know, our stereotype, uh, not the cannabis one, but as the Asian stereotype, we're hardworking we toe the line. We tend to go to be lawyers, attorneys, scientists, right? Mathematicians, uh, IT. We we tend to to help the law or help things progress, but we don't step out of the line. We're quiet. Even uh, Asian men are feminized, right? We're not seen as sexy. 
we're not seen as the man that the go-to guy, right? The sidekick. We're seen as a sidekick or something like that. So for Asian Americans to say that you use cannabis is very difficult because you're dealing with a cultural history. Plus family is very important to us. Not that family is important to other uh, minorities or cultures as well, but to us, it is, you do, you toe the line. That's where tiger mom, right? Uh, the tiger mom is the be all and end all in the family. So for us to say we use cannabis, it takes a lot of explaining and possibly being ostracized by your family. So for me, Asian Americans uh, for cannabis education is featuring people in uh, in our divorce, uh, sorry, diverse spectrum of age of Chinese, Japanese, East Asians, Thai, uh, Koreans, everybody mm. to show that there are people who can make a living, are families, have children, and use cannabis. It's to destigmatize it in that way. And that's what Asian Americans for Cannabis Education is about. Hi, we only have about two minutes. Uh, this is a fascinating and I think important topic because so much of the societal conversation in America in general involves being persons of color. It's dominated, I think, by a focus on African Americans and Latinos. I think that also kind of mm-hmm. folds over into narratives about cannabis culture. Have you met any surprising obstacles in your advocacy work or, or what surprised you most? And we only have about, about a minute. What surprised me most is the love of this community. Uh, I've had about five or six careers in my life and I have never found a community that is so loving and so open that every day I wake up at 4.30 in the morning and I'm just running to the computer because I just love this community so much. You are a big part of it too. It's just how much you do for, for everybody. And I see that and I'm so appreciative and I just feel the love and I just want to give back. There's nothing in my life I've ever encountered that has so much love in it uh, as this industry. <laughs> I I just I so agree with that, and that, I'm just, that's such a powerful point to make. And I want to thank you so much for making that because that's what certainly what we're about here at Cannabis Radio. It's time to take our first pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws. Hear word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come back with some more amazing content from Ophelia Chong. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. 
founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Cannabis Radio with Ophelia Chong. Ophelia, for a long time, there was criticism, uh, true or not, that the cannabis reform movement was mostly comprised of white guys with ponytails. I was one of them for a long time. Now there's a nascent but burgeoning white market industry developing, yet Asian Americans may be among the least represented and recognized participants in the cannabis industry. Uh, But there's actually a large presence of Asian Americans involved in both the culture and the industry, people like San Francisco's Dr. Floyd Hune, Hoyne, I think it is, Mm -hmm. for example. Who are, yes. who are some of the other notable figures worth mentioning quickly? Uh, well, I'm, doc- I'm working with Dr. Floyd uh, and his wife, Jean. Actually, I was up there to help them uh, with the protests against the Sunset Dispensary with Apothecarium. Um, the other ones that are Sable Shen of Vapex Hale. It's an ancillary. They, he creates a, a convection heat vaporizers. David Huao of Meadow, which uh, creates a back, um, back room... CMS and software for dispensaries. Uh, Anne Solis, who is Vietnamese Chinese up in Vallejo, uh, owns a dispensary up there. Um, I could possibly, and also Adrian Lee of Collective Supply, Ancillary, where I would say that most of us land, and also what people don't realize, the Chinese play a major part, not just Asian Americans, but the Chinese plays a major part in our industry that vape pen you're holding, that pill bottle, that plastic bag, that dabbing uh, container, right? Where does that all come from? China produces all, or if not, I say well, it's not all, but a majority of the products that we use for cannabis. And so we may not be a face up at the front, but everything you hold comes from China. Uh, fascinating. I, I know that, uh, for example, the African-American community has some stigma left over from the disproportionate imagery of crack cocaine and gangs that the media has obsessively obsessively focused on in the war of drugs. I think that has perhaps resulted in some unique and unfair obstacles for African Americans to overcome in regard to cannabis and white society. How does the greater Asian community view cannabis? Is there anything that parallels with that in your mind? I see it as illegal because I did. I had a booth at 626 Night Market. Um, it is the largest food night food market in California. There was 100,000 people that went through, and so they were uh, they're Chinese, American Chinese, and they gave me a booth. Right? They said we want you to pr- uh, promote ACE, American uh, Asian Americans for Cannabis Education. So they gave me a free booth, and so I got a really wide swath of people coming by asking me questions. Some were against, and we would talk about it. Some were totally for. I would say I was quite surprised that 75% of the people that came to my booth kept saying, this is amazing. This is totally cool. I want to show this to my mom and dad because they they need to know that I smoke. Um, And the other 25% would say, this is illegal. One guy even called me um, Antifa. (laughs) Did I say that correctly? And I looked at him and I thought, really? Really? move along. So 
uh, <laughs> what I have found is that the younger generation, just like any younger generation of an immigrant uh, culture, are more accepting and more open to the culture around them. The one that landed here basically just wants the best for their kids. They want them to have a career. They want them to have a family. And they see cannabis as a Schedule One as a deterrent to that. They, all they see is that it's a slippery slope to something that's not going to be good. And to educate them, it's a very long road. You have to basically show them how it benefits them. And how I do is I suggest give your mother or your grandmother a topical, right? Show them how it works on their swollen joints or muscle aches. And they're not going to get high off of it, but they're going to see the benefits of this plant because what they know of it is just the image in the head that I had when I looked at Getty Images of the addict, right, the stoner. That's what they see because that's what the propaganda is. And so to educate them, we actually have to be hands-on and show this is the benefits of the plant. This is what it does. And eventually they start turning. Um, My mother's very supportive of what I do. And she actually buys topicals for all her friends. They play mahjong. These are 80-year-old ladies that sit together and play mahjong. And I said, Mom, they probably need the cream because their wrists are probably hurting all night from playing mahjong. And she says, you know, you're right. So she buys it for them. And so she has then become also an advocate for it as well. And she's trying to teach her little old lady friends the benefits of the plant. So I think it's really it's one-on-one. We don't do that well with mass marketing. It's really face-to-face, family-to-family member, right? That's how we we make our inroads. It's very tiny, step-by-step. Sophia, so let's uh, – I, I, sure, I'm, I'm moving quickly only because uh, this, you're so awesome. I want to I squeeze all these questions in. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about your other perhaps primary project, uh, Stock Pot Images, which archives and licenses an array of cannabis-themed photographic images. You kind of touched on your goals. Mm-hmm. Photographs are intellectual property of the photographers who shoot them, yet in this digital age, the poaching of digital images off the internet is just rampant. How do you handle that with Stock Pot Images? That have been an issue for you? And yes, I only got a couple has, minutes. That's a really, that's a really great point. We partnered with uh, Pixel Rights and, and Image Protect. So all our images are have tracking embedded into it, just like an RFID, right? So if it's used, I can tell where it is, and then we go after the people who used it without paying for it. Plus, uh, you cannot screen cap anything on the website. You go to it, and you try and drag it off, it turns gray and tells you a copyright law. You try to screen cap it, it goes gray. So I protect each and one of my photographers that way. It's their creativity. They need to be paid for it, and I protect them with all the software that I have available to me and, uh, in our industry. We have probably about a minute left, so quickly, let's touch on Push Mag. What's that about? Ah, Push Mag was really fun. I worked with uh, Abigail Ross when she was over at uh, Dope. She was the contributor, sort of the editor and one of the editors. And um, Which I so think started here in Seattle. Yes, sir. And so what happened was they were all, a lot of women were pushed out of Dope. Um, because it was very male centric there. And so they, Abigail, we were talking and so she wanted to start a magazine and I became her support. And from there push began and push is means many things pushing forward. And also the fact that they were pushed out and, and, but because of that, 
the glass is half full. Now they have their own magazine. That's fascinating, I have to say. Uh, we are uh, up against the next break. Uh, we are going to take another pause, hear word from our sponsors and advertisers, and come right back with our final questions for the amazing Ophelia Chong from Asian Americans for Cannabis Education and Stockpot Images. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say Wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back for our final questions on Cannabis Radio with Ophelia Chong. Ophelia, um, one of my pet peeves on this show is veterans who need cannabis. I've interviewed several, uh, and I hear that you have some kind of veterans program. Yes, I do. Um, I'm also a consultant in the community liaison for THC Design, which is one of the larger cultivators in Southern California. And they took me on. He said, we want to pay you to do what you want to do. And I told them I want to be a community liaison. So I created the first paid internship for veterans to become cultivators. We're just closing up on the first group, which is 12 weeks, and I already had five of them hired full-time. I have two still in the internship. The next one starts in January, and I'll probably have two women in there as well. What I'm doing is taking uh, unskilled veterans who have multiple skills and teaching them everything from seed to sale. They have their first harvest, and so because I want them to not what I heard from veterans is that yes, you can give me as much free weed as you want, but I want to learn how. Right? It's the same that cliche: give a man a, a fishing pole. And so that's what we're doing, and it is going so well. I I adore these guys, and it's amazing how our veterans have so many skills. I have one that's an 82nd Airborne Ranger who has can not only weld underwater. He has a pilot's license for drones, right? Another one's a medic, the first responder in Fort Hood. 
these these men and women are amazing people, and what we need to do is take a chance on them, pay them, and teach them. That's how we we bring the healing. We teach them a new skill to heal themselves. Well, amen to that, Ophelia Chong, my power sister from stockpotimages.com, stockpotimages.com and asianamericansforcannabis.org, asianamericansforcannabis.org. Thank you so much for being on Cannabis Radio, for taking part in Saddle Hemp Fest. You are, uh, you, you rock. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. And thank you. And sending you all the love from Southern California. Oh, man, do I like that because that's where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Adios. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to get to a weekly feature of him present on CannabisReader.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is, and I quote, No, I'll stand my ground, won't be turned around, and I'll keep this world from dragging me down. I'm going to stand my ground. Those are the words of the late and immortal music icon Tom Petty, who's also speaking for the cannabis movement and cannabis radio. That concludes this installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the cannabis radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice. Because when it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, and take it easy. And don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.